0: shannon
1: and i'm rami and this is workplace hugs where we talk about interesting things we've read or learned to help us all expand our life toolkit with a whole bunch of empathy without a whole new degree shannon i actually don't know where this one i said this i think a few weeks ago i don't know where this topic (laughs) came from did was this a, a listener send in was this shannon was meditating and this is what came through
0: This was probably just like a a listener, not a listener, an Instagram inspired episode in the sense of like my Instagram friends, my Instagram followers struggle with their inner critics quite a bit. And so I thought maybe we should do an episode on how we both deal with our inner critics. But before I even say that, do you think everybody knows like when we say you're inner critic, does everybody know what that means?
1: I don't know, because even as we were talking about doing this episode, I was like, what does my inner critic sound like? I'm like, well, I have that voice in my head. Like, is he my inner critic? I guess.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like like the a-hole in your head that says a bunch of mean, nasty stuff to you sometimes. So, yeah. like, what do you do when that that voice comes out? So that's what we're talking about today. And I'm really right. curious to hear how you approach it. I'm curious to... As maybe our listeners know, after 124 episodes, we are different people, but similar in some ways. So this one is going to be intriguing for me too. Okay. So my first tip on how to deal with your inner critic is to ask them questions, specifically how and what questions. So actively engage them in finding the solution to the problem instead of just like kicking your ass all the time. So what I've noticed over the years of coaching clients is most often the kind of questions that their inner critics are asking them, and my own inner critic too, are why questions, right? Like, why did you do that? Or like, why did you think that was a good idea? And here's the thing about why questions. Why questions make us inherently more defensive (laughs) of the thing, you know? Like, we're going to try to defend, well, here's why I did that, and dig our feet in even further, they naturally lean us more into, like, a past-looking sense versus a future-looking sense. So shift
1: the I like? I like that, too, because I feel like why questions are more internal questions and how and what are more external questions. So it's a lot harder if someone says, like, why... It immediately becomes a personal question. Yeah. Where how and what feel less personal, more outside of yourself. Well... To, like... Like, I feel like contextually, you can get a lot further with those questions. Yes. Because you can step out of yourself. But why? It feels very, like, opinion, like, internal question.
0: Yes. How and what questions are more a little bit, like, action-driven, forward-moving, present and forward. I'm not saying why is a bad question, like, ever, right? But when you're working with your inner critic, it's not the best question. When you're trying to get clear in, like, what you value and what's important to you, an awesome question to ask. Inner critic, not as much. So ask how and what questions of them, make them help you in finding solutions versus just letting them bitch and moan and tell you all the reasons why you suck.
1: (laughs) So building off that, my first piece of advice is to stop ruminating. (laughs) Which is exactly what you're saying. Just because I think the times when I have my inner critic at its most incessant, it's, like, me ruminating on one thing. Like, I was yesterday. I was, like, oh, no, I did this thing wrong. I did this thing wrong. And I was, like, ruminating on it most of the day. And then finally I was, like, all right, I just need to stop. I need to stop. I need to think about something else. And, like, then I won't be, like, focused on this thing. And I, like, cannot let myself be bothered by it. And how do that was you sup- kind of helpful for a little bit of time.
0: Well, and I was just going to ask, how do you because that's a really easy thing to say, like, stop ruminating. But how do you actually support yourself in doing that?
1: So my thing was like, I felt like I'd messed something up at work. And so I was like, well, let me I mean, these are other pieces of advice that we're about to get through. Okay, okay. So I guess I'll just jump to my last piece of advice, which is examine the evidence is any of what your critic is saying true, right? Like, I was like, Oh, I messed up big time. Like, oh, no, like, I feel like I just screwed that thing up. And then I was like, well, but let me, like, let me examine the evidence here. Like, here are the other things that I did that I did really well, and people gave me, like, a lot of good feedback on. So, like, maybe, maybe I'm, like, over... I'm just ruminating on this one thing because I have such a high bar for myself, but once I step out of that, I can say, okay, cool, like, that's one of ten things, and 90% ain't bad.
0: Yeah, yeah. So... I'm hearing that it was almost like going deeper into the rumination that helped you stop ruminating.
1: Yes. So find a way to stop ruminating. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) My uh, next tip would be to experiment with giving your inner critic a new job. So right now your inner critics job is to, uh, find all your flaws, find everything that you do wrong in a day. And so let's think about like, okay, well, then what does that mean my inner critic is inherently good at? What do you what do you think that means? Like, what is your inher- inner critic like inherently good at? If we just think of them from like a skill set perspective.
1: Uh, They're super good at knowing exactly what's going to drive me nuts. Okay. And then focusing on that.
0: Yeah. Or like they're really good at like finding problems. They're really good at um, analyzing things
1: hyper analyzing things.
0: Yes, it hyper analyzing things. So awesome. Wonderful. We've now identified their skill. Okay, great. Let's give them a new job where they can leverage that skill, that thing that they're really good at in service of you. So for example, I was working with a client recently, that I was like, why don't we give your inner critic the new job of looking ahead to, to analyze and find like all the scenarios in which you might do this thing differently instead of kicking your ass in hindsight or giving Mm -hmm. your inner critic the job of like helping you see like the actual areas where you're not safe to experiment with a new way of being right. She was trying to experiment with a new way of being of like, where can she say no more in her job? So great. Let the critic help you look forward and, and assess risk moving forward. Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: Give it like a positive pivot.
0: Yeah, I like that can be liberating to think about how you can give them a new job.
1: I like that. Uh, My next piece of advice is to ask yourself what advice you'd give to a friend. Mm. So like if the critic is coming at you saying like, oh, I can keep going on my example, like, oh, you screwed that thing up. It's like, okay, cool. What advice would I give to my friend who is in that situation? And how do I get that to help like subdue the the inner critic by saying okay let's do this thing yeah i think stepping out of it and imagining yourself as a friend who you give advice to could be a a helpful way to to deal with that
0: yeah it's a beautiful pathway to self-compassion i love that uh my next tip is from our crucial conversations episode i don't remember the episode number rami's gonna help me out on that while i talk through this And it's the the path to action framework. It's something they talk about in the book. There are four elements to this. I'm going to walk through these a little bit slow. Episode 10. Episode 10. And this was probably just like five seconds of that episode because I tried to cover way too much in that episode. But in the path to action framework, here's, here's the path that we want you to break down. What are the facts? So inner critic is like, spewing a lot of information at you. What are the facts? Facts are things that we can actually see and hear. Fact is, I got fired from my job. Or fact is, I was laid off. Or fact is, uh, my boss didn't say anything when I gave this presentation. Then, step two in the Pat's action. What's the story you're telling yourself? or the critic is telling you about those facts. My boss didn't say anything in the presentation. That means that he thought my presentation was terrible and I sucked ass and he's going (laughs) to fire me tomorrow. You know, like that's an example of like where our critic can just run wild. But if we go back and we anchor in the fact, it's like, oh, well the only thing we could see in here is that your boss didn't have anything to say in this presentation that you gave. So fact first, then story, then moving from the story to notice, oh, how do I feel Feeling. What is the feeling I get when I tell myself that story that my boss hated the presentation and he's going to fire me tomorrow? I feel Mm -hmm. like a piece of crap. I don't really want to show up for my next meeting. I want to go crawl in a hole and cry for two hours. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's a little bit leading into step four. When you feel that way, when you feel like crap, what do you want to do? What's the action you want to take? I want to go crawl in a hole and cry for two hours. So, first, blocking out those four pieces fact, story, feeling, action. And then once you can identify like, oh, this is the current path I'm on. If I keep keep going down this path with my critic, then see if you can find a new path. So you can begin at the end. You can say, well, what's the action that I wanna take right now? I wanna go walk into my next meeting that I have today and feel really confident and great. Wonderful. I keep doing two at a time. So then like, it's like, I wanna go into my next meeting right now and mm-hmm. engage. Okay, well, well, how do you need to feel to to do that? I need to feel confident. Okay, well, what's a new story I might tell myself that's like rooted in the facts still that would help me feel confident? My boss gave me positive feedback two weeks ago. I'm okay. I'm not going to get fired. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and no feedback isn't a bad thing.
0: Yes, 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 yes. And I'm just using that as, for the sake of example. Yeah. So I think sometimes like breaking down, similar to what Rami shared of like how you stop ruminating, sometimes it is like going deeper in the sense of like getting really clear. What are the pieces of these puzzles and how, am I, how can I leverage them in support of me?
1: But I like the idea that you run through this framework twice, right? Fact, story, feeling, action. Yes. And it's like, okay, I feel like I want to go crawl into a hole and die. Yes. Okay, so what's the action that I actually want? Let's start there. I want to go into this next medium confidence. And then let's build into that. Yes. Like stepping back up the ladder, right? Like you work your way down, get to action. And then you go, okay, that's the action I don't want. So what's the... We're going to rewrite this. What's the new action? And then how do we get to that point? Yes, exactly. I like that, Shannon. I like it. So my next piece we already talked about, but it's examine the evidence. So is any of what your critic is saying true? And I think actually... Shannon's uh, path to action framework just takes this and and runs with it and and gives it the the full body here.
0: Yeah, but that's beautiful because it's like doubling down on how important it is to reground in the facts, right? Yes. Like, what what is the evidence here? What are the things I can actually see in here versus the things that I'm making this mean about me? So I love that one. Um, And then my last one here is more of a softy approach, but... I think it can be successful, too, sometimes, depending on where we're at. Picture your critic as a four-year-old version of you that's maybe just, like, really freaking scared in this moment. What do they Oh, need? I like that.
1: I like that. What do
0: they need? Because sometimes our critic, like, sometimes I think about my critic as actually trying to help me. But the only way that they know how to help me is to, like, scan for safety all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, really yep. trying hard to keep me safe. Um, and I'm going to show Rami this. Maybe we'll put this in a video clip. I Actually keep a picture of me.
1: Look at that cutie. Yeah,
0: of little kid me at my desk as a reminder. Like, wait a second. Is that little me showing up here just really afraid? And what does she need to be tended to to know that, like, hey, we're safe. It's going to be okay. Our Mm -hmm. boss didn't say anything during that conversation.
1: (laughs) Let's go have some hot chocolate and it'll all work out.
0: Yes. Yes. Exactly. I
1: like that. Um, So there's a bunch of advice. Uh, I think even just one of them could probably be very helpful, but you've got a pile of them now for how to deal with your inner critic. So feel free to reach out to us on LinkedIn or Instagram at workplace hugs and let us know how you deal with your inner critic. Or if you found that one of these is really successful for you, let us know. Uh, with that, I've been Rami.
0: And I've been Shannon. And this has been Workplace Hubs.